Welcome to Indies Real Estate Gurus. I'm Rick Ritma, your hardworking mortgage guy, and I've been in the mortgage business and real estate for over 42, 32 years, 42 years, 43 years. All right, I have well, been in it so long. We can do math here. I'm sorry, people. It's 34 years. That's, I've been in it so long, I can't even remember how long. I actually think now it's 35 years, but we'll go with 34. I've helped over 5,200 folks finance their homes. My team and I believe in custom-tailored loans, not the one-size-fits-all approach. We believe there is a right mortgage for you, and we believe we are the team to deliver it. And I'm Ian Arnold, part of Rick's hardworking mortgage team. I've been in the financial industry for 15 years, helping customers to, uh, get better credit scores so they can get their best interest rate possible. I have a passion in helping you uh, achieve your real estate dreams and uh, get your wealth for generations to come. And for the most up-to-date information on Indy's real estate market or mortgages, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Or you can call 317-672-1938. 317-672-1938. I was not 100% confident with that. Now, was I? That's all right. But, Rick, did you hear this this morning? Some guy jumping on our roof, walking around, and then we go up there and check. He wanted to come on to the show. They couldn't find us. We're hard to find. It's a hard, hard show to find. So what was this guy's name? Do you remember? Evan Wagner with its great tree. What is it? Great Woods Realty. Great Woods Realty. Yep. I love the name. And it took me forever to finally figure out, I think, how you how you got this name, how you came up with this. How, how did you come up with it? So Great Woods is um, the managing broker is Brian Smith, and he lives on Great Woods Road, yeah. Great Woods Street. Uh, the logo is three pine trees and he picked that out because he saw the trees in his backyard and that's just how he came up with the name. Okay. I, I love the name and, and that's what I figured. Cause I saw that the office officially is on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and you know, some companies pay tremendous amount of money to have the street named after their company. The easier and better the way, easier way is definitely to do it the backwards way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just keep them from changing that name. Thanks so much for joining us. We really yeah. do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate being on. Now, you, you, we love you. You have a very interesting story. So, but before we get into how you got into real estate, what did you do before real estate? What, where did you grow up? You know, give us kind of your background. Okay. So, I grew up in Hendricks County, Pittsburgh. Um, was there for a while before I moved downtown. Um, but basically my first taste of sales was working at RCI, helping extinct exchange timeshares okay. uh, up on Michigan. Yes. And after that, uh, got sick of the micromanaging of the call center life. And I could, I, I was put in a box and I, I do not do well in boxes. <laughs> and so uh, I got out of that and got into the restaurant industry for a while. Um, I was looking to kind of supplement my income a little bit more and had a, a, a friend that was a real estate agent that was looking for an admin. Okay. So I reached out. I said, well, can I help with some admin work? He said, I know you enough. You're, you're not doing admin work. You're, you're doing sales. So um, he made me an inside sales agent doing cold calls. And, um, that's kind of, that's kind of how it started from there. Not in a box anymore. Not in a box. Still doing cold yeah, calls. Exactly. So much more freedom of schedule. Um, and it was, uh, it was pretty great, but do you remember how many calls a day you'd make three to 400 per day? Yep. And how, and who were you calling normally? What kind of 
what kind of client were, were you calling? Expireds, some FISBOs, not too many FISBOs. Okay. I kind of um, just of uh, the call logs that I would look at, FISBOs weren't very, um, uh, did not create enough results okay. to spend time with, with for sale by owners. So it was a uh, circle, which I call cold calling. Um, and then expireds was okay. definitely, was definitely the best to call on. And what's circle? Um, circle is like cold calling. So, um, um, what was the name? The red X was the dialer system. So it's a triple dialer. So you can call three lines at once and whoever picks up is who you are able to talk to. But if someone else picks up in that within those three, um, that's the number you call after that after that initial okay. call picks up. Okay. Yep. All right. So um, geographically, you just draw a circle of where you want to be calling. Okay. And it'll pull numbers for that. Okay. Yep. Okay. So the reason I I, I ask that is because I think many people when they're first getting into real estate, or maybe when they're struggling, also they don't. There's things they can do to change their business, but that you have, you know, there, it takes work. Yep. Right. There's not a lot of people who, who love grabbing the telephone and calling people they don't know. Exactly. There are people, but there's, there are many people. It's a struggle to get people to do that sometimes. Absolutely. But if that's what you have to do to feed your family, if that's what you have to do to make a living, then that's what you have to do. Yep. After a while, you get your business going so much you don't have to do that. Correct. So you were doing that. You're, you're, I'm guessing doing very well. And then you decide, okay, now I want to be my own agent. So how was that transition like? So it technically was not my choice to become an agent. Uh, okay. The gentleman that, that I had started in real estate with um, kind of decided I was going to switch to the agent role. Okay. Um, a bit of a troubling time. Because he he had told me he would support me because I mean it was it was uh, going straight commission by this point, and I was not financially prepared to be a real estate agent and you know wait two to three months sometimes for for making a, a paycheck. Right. So um, he said, "Hey, as part of the team, I'm taking you out of the ISA role, and you're going to real estate school, and you will become a real estate agent." And that happened. Uh, did pretty well, and then he fired me, and it was <laughs> stressful times because I, I I really didn't have anything to do. So so in my beginning of real estate, which I got my license in March of 2020, okay, which was a very interesting time to start being a real estate agent. Um, I mean, with COVID shutting many things down, it uh just created a lot. Yeah. I mean, th I mean, th we all know what happened in March of 2020 yes. with it. Right. But, um, yeah, it was, um, it was not necessarily my choice to become an agent, but I just stuck through it throughout the years. Okay. So he, yep. he put major an agent and then he let you go. It sounds like because of the market at that time, every, I mean, everybody ran scared for a little while Yep. and it didn't, it ended up not being as scary as everybody thought it was going to be right. Correct. As far as the market. Right. Yep. Um, so, so then you, you left there, but you still, where, what did you, where'd you go to become, to, to work? And that's when I found Great Woods Realty. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I was, I was helping a buddy, Pat, Pat DeBruyler, um, kind of run part of his appliance business at the time Okay. to kind of help ends meet in between. 
and he introduced me to Brian, and then we just kicked it off from there, and I, I put my license in his brokerage. All right, perfect. Yeah. And then, so so now you're 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 doing a great job. You're doing big volume. You've done phenomenally well, but you also have, I don't know if it's a side hustle, but it's a, another hustle. And, and what is that? So that is basically insurance-based uh, roof claims. So I inspect for storm damage on roofing and then represent that homeowner to the insurance company to ensure the payment from the insurance company for the new roof. Okay. So how I got to think that's, that does a lot of things. It benefits. Uh, how does that benefit your real estate business? I got to think it, it, it really benefits your real estate business. And when I say that it's benefiting your clients that you work with, maybe even other agents, clients, if they work with you yep. to do that, how, how do you, how does that benefit them? So doing an initial roof inspection at the showing uh, can keep us better prepared for what we need to know in the initial offer. I mean, what, in your opinion, what do you think the top three expensive things to replace in a home would be? Well, roof would have to be one. Absolutely. HVAC would have to be another. Yep. And I mean, I would, there's so many other things that could be major repairs. Windows have to be another huge one. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, but man, there's so many things in the house that I, I sold ha new houses for a long time. And I mean, the, the there's so many expensive things. What what are the three? <laughs> yeah. um, well, I I would say one of the top would probably be the roof. So if we can uh, situate it within a transaction that we represent, that I can represent the homeowner to the insurance company to get the new roof in the transaction, uh, the seller's happy because they don't have to make it an expense. The buyer's happy because the home has a new expense, or no, uh, the home has that new roof, new so roof, it's yeah. another expense you won't have to worry about. Um, and then when you get your new homeowner's insurance policy, as you're buying that property, you're going to have lower premiums because insurance companies really look at the age of the roof um, within the cost of the uh, the policy. Oh, do they? Okay. Yep. Okay. So the benefit, I just want to make sure people understand, there's a huge benefit by you having that knowledge. You go in, you you, you see a roof, and now they can, they can get it taken care of under insurance if there's problems. Yep if the insurance company, everybody agrees, right. And saves everybody a bundle of money. Exactly. So it, other than the insurance company, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> other, yeah. other than the, there is somebody paying, yep. but that's what we have insurance for. Yeah, right? Exactly. That's why you yeah. pay for your insurance. Exactly. So, and you help do help. Like if, there, if there's agents out there, are there, is there a way that you help them? I mean, I, so that they can, you know, for, for their clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you have a client that is curious about the roof condition, if there's storm damage, um, I know what the insurance companies look for, for the approval for a new roof. It's a free inspection. Um, I say it never hurts to try. Okay. So never hurts you to try. Inspected form. Absolutely. Right. And absolutely. What would be the best way for, if they have a roofing or they have any questions on roofing, but even anybody has any questions on real estate, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, by phone, okay. uh, call or text. Um, if I'm driving, you know, it's, uh, it's always better for a call. Um, but my phone number is 317-260-1051. Always the best, easiest way to reach okay. me. What's that number again? Uh, 317-260-1051. Okay. And just to be clear, so people understand on the roof, if I'm a real estate agent and I think there could be an issue with my roof, calling you to have you come look at the roof for me would, is, is very beneficial and I guess as an agent, I might be a little leery. So 
I'm, I'm guessing you would assure them that you will not even, they won't even know you're in real estate, correct? You'll, at that point, you have your, your roof hat on. Correct. So if I have my real estate hat on, I have my real estate hat on. If I have my roofing hat on, I've got my roofing hat on. Okay. Um, if, if I'm meeting with someone else's client, that's their client. That's right. not my real estate client. I'm here for the roof. Right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's clear. And I think that helps people understand. Um, so, so you get going, you, you, are you just, man, you had a tough go to get, to get, it was, a, it was a rough start. Yeah. So is that how you got into roofing or were you already into roofing? Because that's kind of how I found roofing as well. Because as I was trying to, through COVID start everything, real estate, I said, I, I need, I need something else because it was, it was a struggle. So, and then I ended up finding uh, a buddy told me about what he was doing. And I met with the, the roofing company sat down with them and I said, this could be great. It's, it's so mutually beneficial right. that, you know, if there's a roofing client I have that needs a real estate agent, I can help and vice versa. So, um, they're both 1099, so I control my time. I can do half the day real estate. I can do half the day roofing, and it just works out perfectly. Yeah, that's all right. So before I know, Rick, we got to do our ad so we don't get fired by our ad agency. <laughs> there you go. So, but before that, so why do you think it's beneficial for um, a customer? So, say you're uh, you have your realtor hat on. Why is it beneficial that you might know about roofs when you're trying to help somebody sell their home? As, as the, for the customer's sake. So for the customer's sake, yeah. we need to know what we need to be prepared for when we go to market. Um, if there's issues with the roof or uh, and not even just the roof, but other things, inspections before you go to sell on market is also a big thing to help keep us prepared to know how we need to navigate advertising, what we need to pay for and repair before we go to market. Um, just overlook a bunch of headaches. Once, once that initial inspection comes back, uh, when you're under contract, it's a lot less stressful for the client. Um, but staying ahead of knowing what to expect, I think is, is the biggest thing. Is there a money aspect to it too, possibly? So uh, let's say they hire you and they're like, could they get more money for replacing their roof? Possibly not every case is going to be the same. Just saying. technically I, I don't think a new roof inherently raises the value of the home. It increases the desirability, but from an appraiser's eye, I don't think it increases the value of the home. Um, just like, cause I had, I even had a friend that replaced their whole HVAC system and he got his home appraised because he wanted a refinance. And the appraiser said, that doesn't add any value. It doesn't matter if it's new. It needs to be in working order. So if you have a 20-year furnace or a two-year furnace, they're going to look at it the same. Yeah. And the reason is, is just like you said, it has to, it, everybody expects an H, uh, HVAC system, right? Exactly. A heating and cooling system. Yep. Everybody expects a roof that isn't leaking, yep. right? That's a good, solid roof. So that's an expectation. Now, but I, I 100% agree with you. It's the desirability issue, the desirability of, of seeing a house. If there's two houses for sale and they're both the same price and this one has a brand new roof, I mean, if I like them the same, I'm going to go with the brand new roof, right? Yep. I mean, that's, that's, a big, that's a big plus. Again, if somebody needs to get a hold of you for real estate or, or roof, what's the best way? Uh, call or text always, 317 
260-1051. Best way to get a hold of me. Perfect. And to get a hold of Ian or I, it's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Or you can call 317-672-1938. That's 317 672 1938. And thanks for listening to Indy's Real Estate Gurus. The gurus we interview share valuable insights. They reveal their strengths, personalities, and how they'll work for you. While we hardworking mortgage guys secure your best mortgage, real estate gurus work hard too. They avoid problems the amateurs don't see, like roofs. They listen and they and they find unrealized opportunities. If you're buying or selling a home, a real estate guru is a valuable asset. If you're even thinking of buying or selling a home, keep listening and definitely call one of Indy's real estate gurus. All right, Evan. So before we get back into the what what all jobs you have, <laughs> so let's let's make a little side step. Let's get to know you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So let's say I got to take away your phone and you cannot work for 24 hours. I don't care about real estate, roofing. You got to be free for fun. What are you doing for fun? I like Brown County State Park. I mean, that's always that's always an easy go to. Um, taking a hike around Ogle Lake is probably one of the most, uh, joy, just, uh, stress-free relieving. I mean, just being, being out in the sun, hiking around one of my favorites, um, the gym, the gym's also, um, almost a daily, daily ritual of peace, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to start, to start the day where, um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's got a lot of, um, benefits to it just just mentally of you know starting the day um you know getting that blood pumping and um just getting that that first accomplishment for the day that's another another big one um just anything anything with the people i care about you know um i mean we could just hang around and and watch a show or you know sit out by a fire um spending time with with people that i care about is another big one absolutely that's awesome. So yeah, when you're mentioning about working out before work, uh, there was actually been studies done that people who work out before are actually more productive throughout the day. And people were like, no, because you're wore out. No, because you're activated, you're active. Yep. And you, once your body gets used to it, it, it becomes second nature. And it's, you might have this. I worked two jobs for a little while and everything, but when you go from one job to the other job, you don't feel tired because it's a whole different job. Exactly. And so it's a total different, you're, you're, you get upbeat, you're up, but your blood is flowing, especially. Yep. So, um, but another thing with that, I'm, I'm doing this carnivore diet right now. And I've been that on that for about seven weeks. That is something that also helps, uh, motivation, mental clarity. Um, and there's, there's a lot of, I mean, I know, I think it's somewhat controversial because people are like, well, the cholesterol, um, sodium, all this. And I go, my energy levels are, are through the roof mm-hmm. and I eat ribeyes for breakfast. And, um, I take the, the whites out of eggs and eat, eat the yolks with some sausage, um, but half a stick of butter in my morning coffee. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's something that, you know, historically people go, what? But I feel, I feel amazing. Um, weight's going down, muscles increasing. And it's, uh, something I definitely recommend to look into it. It's, um, need to do some research before because I, I get a lot of eyes that, uh, go, you eat no fiber. You don't do any of this. It's no, it's fat and protein. And I feel better than I felt probably in early twenties. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I first heard about that uh, probably about six months ago. Joe Rogan was talking about okay. it. Okay, yep. And I was like, but so are you planning on keeping that going or do you plan on stopping after a certain point in time, introducing the bat, the other foods and then possibly going back? Um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to stick with it just okay. because of how, how great I feel. Um, the biggest downfall I think of that diet is the social aspect where, you know, going out to eat, it's a lot more restrictive. You can't, uh, control as much in a restaurant, which you can make in your kitchen. Um, so, you know, if you're at the table and they bring the bread, kind of go, mm, that looks good. But um, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even crave the carbs. I don't even, I don't even want the carbs now. So it's, um, it's bizarre. Cause this is the first time I think in my life I've actually done a diet and stuck with a diet. Um, so it's, it's, it's very rewarding and just surprising to me. Cause I mean, I used to be a hungry guy like all the time and now I eat breakfast and sometimes I forget to eat dinner kind of thing. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they say like uh, the with carbs and stuff. After 14 days, your body stops craving it, and so I mean, now that you no longer crave it, sitting at it, it's not as hard. But at least, yep. like I have a cousin that he doesn't eat anything with uh, like breads and a lot of carbs and stuff. So he's limited on a lot of more stuff. Yeah, it's not hard to go to a place. Hey, I need a chicken or I need a steak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it's definitely worth it. Any, anyone listening, I definitely, definitely recommend looking into it because um, it helps helps me work more. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me because I've gone the exact opposite way of you. Okay, I don't eat meat. Okay, but, but I don't eat meat because it it, it was an, inflaming my knee and I have a mm. knee damage. Yeah. Um. And and I I mean I was I was at the point where I could barely walk. Mm. And so by not eating meat. Now I can walk and I work out now. And I mean, there's a lot of things that are beneficial. And, but the weird thing is what you were talking about for me, I, I mean, I don't miss meat. Hmm. I don't have that crave, you know, when you don't eat, it must be when we don't eat something, it, it just goes away. Yeah. Cause I haven't done this for four years and it just goes away and, and I've lost weight and everything. And, and it's like, I think I, I, years ago I did a diet called, um, what was it? fit for life or something like that. And mm -hmm. it, and that's, and, and they just, they got rid of, they got rid of meat at the end that, and that diet. But I think it's a matter of if you get rid of one of the two because of, of how your body works, it must work. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a person anybody should listen to on how to be healthy. Okay. Cause the one, one well, thing disclaimer, me, me, me neither, you know, but it's working for me. Okay. It's working for me. <laughs> Cause I, I don't, I don't really know what's right. So what would you say your superpower or superpowers are? Silence. Probably master of calm. That'd probably be, the biggest that like, especially um, with how chaotic real estate and, and roofing and just any, any sales can be is just being able to be calm through a situation. Cause there can be things that explode in a real estate transaction that right. you need to be in control of yourself for your client to set the precedent to, to, um, uh, show example that, Hey, we can, we can still work this out. It, this seems like a total deal killer, but we're still, we're still going to make it happen. Okay. Just be calm, know how to calm people. Um, 
in my experience has that's been uh, very beneficial in in transactions. Absolutely. There's so much stress. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Not not to mention is in both your fields, you have to work with other parties. So they might give you bad news. All right, now you got to ship through it and find out, all right, how do I still get this through? Whether it's through the roofing and you got to go through the insurance companies and customers and pay and all that. If to uh, I mean to now a realtor to all right, you're messing with the um, inspection or the appraisal or uh, got to get the financing. They did the customer did something. I mean, there's so many other things in there that you keeping calm is a huge thing. Yep. Um, and then I'd probably also say problem solving that that's another massive thing that I think is very important to both industries that I'm in is that everything's not going to be perfect. You can't expect that. You can't, you know, think that's how everything will go. You have to know that things are going to go wrong, but it's okay because I'm going to know how to solve them. Um, so I'd say calm and problem solving are, are the superpowers. Yeah, well, you know, when problems come up, the, the biggest thing, if you can give a solution or several solutions, it, it's, it, it's really not too much of a problem. You know, that's the way I, that's how I like to do it exactly okay. like you. So if, if you think you're going to do this, but you can't do that, right. Let's say you think, okay, we got an inspection back. They come back and they say, well, you know, you need a new roof. Well, you have solution. And it does, I just picked roofs cause I know you know them so well, but it, you're going to have solutions for that. You're going to give them options, right. On what you have to do. If that's your, if that's your seller, you're going to say, okay, here's, here's, here's our options. Yep. And that, that's so much easier than, than freaking out and, 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 you know, and taking these people who are already in high anxiety, mm -hmm. making it worse. Yep. So those things runs in my mind, they run side by side and are extremely important yep. for a real estate agent. Yep. I don't know for a, a roofer, but I'd guess it is, but for what you do, you're, 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 de you're delivering bad news and good news kind of at the same time. Hey, you have a bad roof, but here's what we can do. to yeah, solve exactly. it. So you're, you're, you're not, it's not like, I don't mind if somebody came to me and said, Hey, listen, you need a new roof and here's how we're going to help you get a new roof. And all you're going to have to pay is your deductible. And that's not all bad. Exactly. That's a cheap new roof. Yeah. That's I just not a bad deal. Long ago, and it was not. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They yeah. are not cheap anymore. No. Uh, they've never been cheap, but, um, Prices, uh, just like everything, keep yeah. going up. And well, uh, roofing materials definitely keep increasing. Yeah. For some reason, where my house is, the storms come through and they split. And they go around my house and then they must come back together because there'll be, they'll be hail damage everywhere near me. And, and I mean, I even had them, you, and you know, bet this better night. Well, yeah, it was probably the storm on June 14th. And, uh, you know, it came through at 9 03 mm -hmm. PM through here. It's like, Except for in my house. Exactly. You had a you had a a force field over your home I that must. night. Yep. Yeah. My my parents must have too, because my parents live in a community where the, the next houses were five feet away. The house mm. on either side of them had to have new roofs. They we had theirs inspected three times and it it didn't need a new roof. Sometimes it depends on the insurance company uh and who the insurance company what adjuster they send out. So that's a struggle of the roofing industry. Absolutely. Uh, because there can be, we can see clear apparent damage. The adjuster just looks it over and goes, I don't see it. So that's, that's part of the struggle of that industry is, okay. is, um, 
convincing the adjuster. That's when you have to go to work. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the fun okay. part. Yeah. So if he doesn't agree, you're like, yeah, you see that ground on there? You can meet it really fast. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you agree now? So do you have a roofing team? I assume, I assume it's just not you out there slinging shingles. Uh, so it's, so I'm, I'm, I don't install the roofs. Um, he's an inspector. Yeah. Props to the guys who do, because I, I see them walk, uh, like a 12, 12 pitch is basically a 45 degree angle. And these guys are up here in sneakers, carrying shingles on their back. And I'm, I couldn't, I, I know I couldn't do it. So congrats to them. I couldn't do it. Um, but the, um, what, what, what did you say again? Oh, did you have like a team or did, okay. Did you... So team, um, I'm basically project manager of, of this company, um, looking to build a sales team underneath me for this as well. Um, but right now it is, um, we've got three employees right now. Um, the owner, we're, we're basically all within the sales field of it. Um, but constantly growing. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it keeps you busy. I'm sure. Cause you're oh, yeah. busy. Mm -hmm. but it also gives you, I, you know, I know a lot of people say, Oh, you shouldn't do two things, but I think a lot of ways it helps. And, and you probably, you know, there are people you get as clients that don't already have some, a real estate agent. And then your real estate must give you client. Cause you probably walk in. I imagine there's lots of people who don't know they have roof damage. Correct. And so, you can help a lot of people and just by looking at their house. Right. So it's, yep. that's a big deal. So what would you say your favorite part of the job is, as a real estate agent? The freedom of it to schedule my day, how I, how I think it should be done. Uh, but also on the flip side of that coin, um, there is a lack of freedom because you are, I mean, you have to work around other people's schedule. So yes, you can, you can have a certain level of freedom, but you do also have to be able to sacrifice, you know, this person's only available to go see homes from six to 9 PM. So that's when they're working uh, or that's when you're working for their schedule. Right. Um, but um, the freedom by far, because, I don't do well micromanaged, leave me alone, you know, let me do my work and, and I'm going to produce it because I push myself. Right. Um, so freedom by far yeah. is my most favorite thing. That of seems it. an important piece to you. Oh, very much. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and be your boss and <laughs> <laughs> well, my client, my clients are my bosses yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll let them, you know, tell yeah. me what I need to do. Cause yeah. Hey, you know, I'm, I am working for you. You employ me right. to get you what you need. Yeah. I knew that. I just, I thought it was funny. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so what, how would they get a hold of you if they looking for any real estate or maybe they have roofing questions or issues? Uh, believe it or not, it's by cell phone. Uh, my cell phone number is 317-260-1051. Three one seven two six zero ten fifty one. Even I remember. Yep. Did you see that? Even I, I didn't. I don't know. I don't even know written down. <laughs> there I, we you go. Had, you I have his my own phone number. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to get a hold of Ian or I, you can, you can call three one seven six seven two nineteen thirty eight. That's three one seven six seven two nineteen thirty eight. That does not take text. That is strictly a phone. Or you can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com, and from there you can get our text numbers. 
Uh, again, hardworkingmortgageguys.com. I'm proud that you didn't recite his number when you said Well, I've already forgotten it now. Okay. I, I, I remember for three seconds. Ooh, there we go. Exactly. That's the goldfish exactly. memory. Now go look it up. <laughs> All right. So now we'll get into the question of the week. And the question of the week is sponsored by, hey, Rick and I, the hardworking mortgage guys, where we believe in helping and supporting you and your realtor by sending constant updates through the loan process. Nobody likes to be left in the dark, so we don't allow it. Uh, we like to keep the light on. What happened to the black hole? Well, today we're going with the darkness. Okay. It's the same thing. Hmm. No, no, no. Dark, whoa, 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 dark whoa. And, and, a, and a black hole are not the same. <laughs> Pretty darn close. They're still in the dark and you cannot see. What now? He's not educated very oh, well. Oh, I'm educated. Black holes, apparently. Yeah, they suck the light in. There's a difference, a little bit of a difference. All right, but get off the astrology part. Oh, what was your first car? Come on, it's not that hard of a question. Um, Oldsmobile, um, Oldsmobile Intrigue. Oh, really? Um, it, a bad car. There was there was at one point the sway bar went out of the car, and um, what was it? There was one day after school, I was getting off, um, I was getting off a street and. Or no, I think it was 465. I was getting off 465 and the car started wobbling as, as I was turning. And so we, we nicknamed it the death trap because, <laughs> um, I, I thought I was going to lose it. Um, there right there on that turn. Oh yeah. 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 Um, old kind of gold okay. color. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty one. Yeah. Uh, I think it was an O2, maybe okay. some, yeah, somewhere around there. I like those body styles. Of those I did too. I it was nice. Was yeah, yeah the spoiler style. definitely yeah. just added about yeah. 50 horsepower to it. Uh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, it yeah. like it was going fast. Uh -huh. still, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so when your, your sway bar goes out, your car is hard to control, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so you named it the death trap. So did you tell your parents you called your car the death trap? Yeah, they weren't they weren't super fond of the name. No. How, how long did it take them to fix it when you called it the death trap? I see because I mean less less than a week. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. Once yes. you know it's a death trap, you're gonna yeah. for your kid, you're gonna yep. fix it. Mm -hmm. You may personally just figure out driving it for a while. Yeah. Oh not yeah. For your, not yeah. for your kid. Well, that depends on the parent and the kid. Ian probably My parents will probably let me like, you know what? Keep on yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not our problem. <laughs> so so you uh do you have it sounds like you have very fond memories of that car. Yeah, yeah, decent, not, decently. Not really. Yeah, okay. not not too many. Okay. Not too many. Great Is there ones. a car that you've had that you really really liked that was like, oh man, I wish I had that car back. Um, I mean, the, my Honda Accord I have right now, I like that. Um, I've got I've got a Ford F one fifty two, but the uh, there's just something about the uh, well, I've got subwoofers in the Honda, so okay. I've got a guilty guilty pleasure for that. So yes. I'll uh. I think I'll keep that car around for a while. Well, that's why our building was shaking. Yeah. You pulled in. Exactly right. Yeah. And the benefit of that car, as Ian always tells us, is that you'll have that car for 50 years. So you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Just keep yep. those subwoofers working and you're in great shape. <laughs> exactly. That's all you got to worry well, about. Well, I mean, Hondas are, Hondas are reliable, really. Yep. The only thing um, I think you only have to worry about is the timing belt mainly for those. Uh, after that, um, just take decent checkups on the yeah. vehicle. Those Hondas will they'll last for a while. Oh, you're right. Do not let the timing belt go. Yeah. 
Because that'll be the end of the motor. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, that's the reason why most of them have all switched to chains. So yeah, that is, it's not a good thing to have happen. So what, what would you say common misconceptions of what a real estate agent does are? Um, I've heard, what was the term? I heard once someone said, and it wasn't direct. I think it was on Instagram. They said glorified door opener. Okay, I said, yeah, I've seen that on I said, Instagram or something. I said, mm, well, there's there's much you don't know about this industry. Um, number one, uh, coordinating each deal. And if you've got five deals going at one time, um, you you have to be very, very, very organized. You have to you have to have great organizational skills. You need to find a program that you can keep everything in track with. Um, and that is something even clients don't see um, because they don't see you when you know you're at the office or you're at home and, and you're um, making sure you've got the you know um, title companies you just just all the information together so that way if your client has a question of what's this or where, where's this go you know exactly where it's going um, one of my favorite ways to help with that is a pending checklist that I have for clients. So once a home goes under contract, I, I have this preset template that I put in all the dates that we need the inspection completed by, where to send the earnest money, how to title the earnest money check, um, just step by step from pen to close. Any question you have, you can call me whenever you need to. But before you call me, just look over this checklist because it probably answers your question. Um, and if you know step-by-step step what the closing process is, you're going to feel more comfortable with the transaction. Right. Yeah, because that's, a, that's a stressful time. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the things you said, you know, this, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a, I just don't like the, the you know, the, they're uh, glorified do, uh, door openers. Anybody who says that doesn't understand at all what, what they either had a really, really, really bad agent. Yeah. I mean, really bad agent. Yep. Or they just don't they just don't know at all because there is there is so much that an agent does that that I don't know they just do so much to help you out I I, I would relate it to like you you watch a Olympic ice skating you know ice skating and you go well that looks easy and then you go get on skates and you can't stand up yep well, I think I think it's actually a compliment in some ways if they somebody thinks that it's so easy that it isn't worth what they're that means that you've hidden everything that all the things that happen in the background, they don't know about all they know is the happy go lucky. Mm -hmm. things. And additionally, not every sale and not every buyer or, or seller is happy. That's not, they aren't necessarily wanting to sell their house. There's lots of situations where they, they have to buy a house and they don't want to, or sell a house and they don't want to. Correct. Correct. And, and you have to deal with those emotions of all these different buyers. Now that's not hard, is it? No. Well, I mean, there's, there's, I feel like in the, in the fine print of when I got my real estate license, it said, Oh, by the way, you're, you're kind of a therapist now in a lot of ways for people, because I mean, it's, it's probably one of the most stressful things you'll go through, um, is, is buying a home or, or moving, uh, I think divorce, um, there were, I can't remember, but yeah, there, there was a, uh, 
an article I read of the most stressful things to do in life and, and buying a home, selling a home was one of them. So yeah, you do kind of have to be, uh, um, a therapist yeah. in some ways because you, you number one for me, I'm, I'm very personal. I'm, I get close with people and for it being something so stressful, just walls come down, um, with talking with people outside of, you know, other, other industries. So you need to be prepared to uh, hold some mental capacity, um, hold some space for other people just, and just listen. That's, that's a big thing. Just know how to listen. Um, I think there's a difference between actively listening someone and someone waiting to speak their turn. Um, oh, huge difference. Huge difference. So learn to listen. It's not easy. No. It's a kind of a lost art. It's it, it I think it sets people apart if they really are good listeners. Huh? It, it sets them huh? apart. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point. Okay. Case in point. Hey, I was active listening. Yeah, exactly. There it is. There it is. Yeah. I'm not so, sure you were. <laughs> so I do like to say, now, if a customer, you just either sold their home or bought the home, you can look at it this way. If they said, man, you're just a glorified door opener, guess what? I just, just made it look super easy. That's my point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you, I mean, it's going to hurt, but it's yeah, exactly. one of those things. Yep. It's like, yeah, you don't realize everything I just mm -hmm. did to make it feel like you had nothing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if I was not here with this transaction, you'd... If you had to try to figure it out, you'd be climbing up the walls. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's do this. What do you think one of your most memorable deals, whether it's roofing or real estate, was? My first transaction ended in a mutual release. And what happened was it was an investment property that a, and it was from a, from a cold call. They were buying it on 34th and Forest Manor. So east side, kind kind of a, a rougher spot, and but beautiful, like 1920s home, um, original windows, hardwood. I mean, it was it it was it was beautiful. Um, it was I wouldn't even say it was in rough condition, but there were some things, you know, certain spots in the floor or doors or walls just needed some love, and it'd be immaculate we go through the whole transaction everything's great we go for the final walkthrough we're two hours from closing we pull up and i see a window is broken and i said okay that's interesting i think it was storming within the last few days or so something probably fell through the window busted some glass cool that's an easy fix we're good until we start looking for the AC units and the furnaces in the home, it had got broken into and they had taken the copper wiring, the AC units, um, one of the furnaces, cause it had, it had two AC units and two furnaces, which I thought was hot, but they got it all out. And one of the furnaces was on the second level. Very interesting, uh, to say, well, let's, let's work this out. Let's try this out. So I called the listing agent and I said, we've got an issue. Um, we need to, we need to kind of go back into negotiations. Uh, the buyers ended up getting cold feet because what they say it was bad juju. And so deal ended up, ended up falling apart and, uh, found them another property, but definitely 
definitely something I'll never forget, especially being my first transaction. Um, great learning experience yeah. by far. Yeah. Yeah. Not the learning experience you want. Not the, not the experience you want. Um, but Hey, real estate, anything can happen. You have to be prepared. I think at any given time, just to know how to work things out, stay calm and find a solution. Sometimes solutions don't happen. Um, but, but that's okay. Yeah. It all worked out though. Yeah, exactly. Right? It worked out in the yeah. end. Just, um, wish that would happen maybe week one of the transaction. Yeah. Or not at all. Or, or not at all. Like if it, if it would have happened maybe earlier, but Hey, that's uh that's part of the risk of real estate. Yes. You got to think as a seller, that would be really devastating because yeah. you think you're closing, you're done, you don't close. But not only that, now you got to fix the house. Yep. And now the house is still and, sitting there. And empty. now you have to change the price. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You, somebody else is going to walk in there and steal everything. Yeah, or the same people might come back and steal everything. So yeah. I, I don't know. I know they make a little money, but the damage they cause. Exactly. The, just just the, the stress of going through it. Yeah, it's a I mean, shame. Real estate transactions can be stressful enough. You had yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I felt for the listing agent too, because she was like, I don't know how to tell him. I was like, yeah, I, I don't either. So what are you talking about? They didn't teach you that in real estate yeah, school? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to tell them. You call them and tell them and it's not easy. It's, yeah. It's no fun, but you do it. Yep. So uh, let's switch off. Maybe something a little happier. Um, I know you're really into social media. Mm -hmm. So how do you see the benefit? What do you see as a benefit of social media and how do you work your social media? So I just like advertising things that I do. Um, just quick little walkthroughs of homes that I'm, that I'm showing. Um, any working with buyers is really fun because I love, you know, getting interactive with buyers on social media as well. So, okay. um, maybe, maybe I have a pan video of the kitchen and, you know, I tell one of my buyers, Hey, say, do something fun, you know, let, let's have fun with it. Um, and it just helps alleviate, you know, any of the stress that the buyer might feel, um, throughout, you know, looking for a home because gosh, we've been looking for this long and haven't found anything. Um, it's just a fun way to, um, number advertise what I'm doing and, and kind of get a little bit closer with that client. All right. So if somebody's wanting to get a hold of you, how would they reach you? So I've got a cell phone and its phone number is 317-260-1051. Um, call or text is best. Again, 317-260-1051. And I hear your cell phone is available 24-7. Yes, not, it is. Cell phone yeah, is. The cell phone That's is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, your, your email some nights, on, the other side is, on the other side is a little iffy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, definitely, definitely cell phone, text, um, call. I mean, whatever you want. Perfect. And to get a hold of Ian or I, it's uh, 317-672-1938. That's 317-672-1938. Or you can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And follow us for more Indies Real Estate Gurus. All right. Hey, Evan, we'd like to thank you for your time. It, it was a pleasure having you on the show yeah. today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, Great. Awesome. And reminder, if you have any friends, family, or coworkers looking to buy, sell, refinance, contact Rick or I. We'd be more happy to help you. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ripman's NMLS number 6645890. Ian Arnold's NMLS number is 1995469. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply.